Hey there, faculty and students. Welcome to this week's edition of the CR22 podcast. I have the good fortune of being joined by Dr. Layla Gianaris, who most of you know um, as our lead anatomy faculty. She's our longitudinal consultant for anatomy in Curriculum Revolution. And um, I'm very pleased to welcome her here today because we feel like the timing is really opportune. Build teams are at a critical juncture where they know enough about their sequencing content to be actively working with our longitudinal thread leaders. And so welcome, Dr. Gianaris. Thank you for having me. Great. So I thought we would ask a general question to get started um, around roles and expectations. Uh, can you briefly describe your particular roles in Curriculum Revolution 22? You serve as both a longitudinal consultant for anatomy and a build team member for multiple blocks. What do these roles involve specifically and how might they differ from each other? Yes, great. I am happy to answer that. So. I serve as a longitudinal consultant and a build team member. So in my role as a longitudinal consultant, I look at anatomy across the entire curriculum, across the entire four years. And so I look at the overall timing and placement of anatomy content throughout. Um, and then as a build team member, um, I'm specifically um, working with teams uh, with blocks that have large amounts of anatomy content and specifically the MSK block, the nervous system and behavior block, NSB, the GI block, and also the endo repro block. And in those blocks, there are specific needs for integration of anatomy content with other disciplines at the session level and not just at the block level. And that's in addition to the timing and placement of content. And so it's really important to be part of those build team discussions. That makes sense. So I can see how these roles are complementary and, and you are engaged as a build team member on those really uh, heavy anatomy content blocks. Thank you for um, describing that for us. Along those same lines, in terms of your workflow, what has your experience been like so far working with build teams in these two roles? Can you talk a little bit about your workflow? Yeah, I'm happy to. So I can give you um, some examples of um, my work with some of the build teams in these different roles. So for example, with the uh, P1, um, the Principles 1 uh, build team, where I work as a longitudinal consultant. Um, content in this block includes roadmaps and introductory materials to start setting the foundation for anatomy um, overall. Um, and working with them to find the optimal placement uh, where we can make those biomedical and clinical integration um, and apply anatomy um, with uh, some of the physical diagnosis sessions there. What we've done is we've met intermittently with the team as needed. And we started doing this um, when they were developing a very early draft in their schedule, when there was still time to um, figure out the optimal placement of these sessions and the proper integration of the content. And then with the NSB team where I'm a build team member, I'm part of their weekly meetings. Um, I went into that um, build team with my list of session titles from the current curriculum 
And these really changed with the new sequence and content in the block. Um, and in that work, I was um, able to um, not only maintain sort of the hours that I had going into the block, but through this session level integration, really able to um, extend the footprint of anatomy and um, how we were able to integrate and really get involved also in small group case development and other session development. So it's really been a really great um, and collaborative experience. Thank you, that is helpful. It, overall, what is the best time for build teams, knowing that the build teams are at different levels um, because some of them start 18 months later than the others, what is the best time for build teams to be reaching out to you uh, in their process? So what works well is to have an initial meeting to get an overview of the content to be placed in the block. And a good idea for me to also see what content is in their block. Um, and then um, a follow-up before the sequence and the schedule is finalized. Ideally, when it's in a very rough early draft form, so there is the most flexibility and opportunity for adaptation based on our collaborative um, integration work. Thank you. Okay, this question might be a little bit more challenging. So some build teams do feel very short on time. How can a build team find more time for anatomy if they really don't have any time to spare, but acknowledge that anatomy is really important in their block? Well, firstly, in this scenario, we definitely need to collaborate um, as early as possible. And there really is that sort of sweet spot for in, um, incorporating the longitudinal consultants, um, if you will. Um, and uh, really, we have to tackle this on a block-by-block -block basis. Um, there may be ways to add um, anatomy into the clinical cases, um, the CBL sessions, PBL, um, either with the pre- or the post-work materials. Um, some of the simulation activities can have um, anatomy lessons built into them. Um, some of the clinical activities like PD, um, and assignments on the Wednesdays can have anatomy built in. So um, it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, a, a straight anatomy hour, if you will, built into the schedule, but really incorporated um, into some of the materials and at a session level uh, where, where we can weave that in and, and expand that footprint. That's helpful, and I'm sure having that anatomy woven in can, can strengthen those learning activities overall and make them seem more relevant. That's helpful. Okay. Um, how are you, something I've wondered is how you're working with other longitudinal consultants. It seems that, say, anatomy and imaging are coupled or co-travelers, and I'm curious if you have built a workflow that complements that longitudinal thread, in this example, imaging. Well, at this point, we have not been specifically asked to um, interact. Um, and while each discipline can integrate with another, um, some alignments are more natural than others. Um, and as you point out, normal imaging should be aligned with anatomy, as would, say, embryology and histology. Uh, but, say, nutrition and pharmacology are not heavily dependent on anatomy content. 
Also, uh, imaging has an abnormal component, which is more aligned with pathology and not necessarily entirely coupled with anatomy. So along the course of our work as longitudinal consultants, we've engaged in parallel conversations related to our content, and there are certainly more opportunities for collaboration and integration as our interactions between build teams and longitudinal consultants increase. Thank you. So I know you uh, are very connected with the student body, and so I'm curious how student input has shaped your work building anatomy curriculum in the new um, in the new curriculum. Um, I take the student feedback um, very uh, seriously, and I really analyze um, every word of that feedback. I work very closely with the students, um, not just the curriculum committee reps in my um, FOM1 curriculum committee chair role currently, but even the students that I work with um, in other programs um, in the summer pro section program and curriculum development programs. And they really have um, shaped my overall approach as um, an educator as well, uh, really paying attention to their learning experience. And so um, I really uh, use not only um, an evidence-based approach in teaching, but also uh, an evidence-based approach based on the student feedback. And so they have really um, shaped a lot of my current approach to how I'm tackling um, the anatomy curriculum moving forward and thinking about the experiences that they will have um, as they move through the curriculum. That's great, thank you. So we've talked a lot about the foundational build. Um, what other opportunities for anatomy integration have you identified across the entire undergraduate medical education curriculum? So uh, one of the things just overall that um, uh, I'm looking to do across the entire um, undergraduate medical curriculum is really uh, to maintain elements that have worked really well while also taking this great opportunity to expand, innovate, and collaborate across disciplines. I really want to look to connect to um, clinical skills and professional identity formation. Um, a lot of what we do through the um, dissection experience involves um, teamwork, handoffs, and documentation. And in that way, we are um, exploring the use of the EHR classroom and incorporating more simulation. Uh, we also uh, do a lot of reflection um, and humanism, talk about death and dying, and have an opportunity to make connections, to have discussions about palliative care as well. Um, from this past year, we had um, the opportunity to uh, run these boot camps, which is uh, something that we're developing for the um, FPEs and third year experiences. And so we're really looking to collaborate with our clinical colleagues for some advanced courses. And so these lessons learned um, have been really great. And so we're looking to see how we can um, continue to have these focused and advanced courses um, in, in the later years of the curriculum. 
I love that. It's uh, really exciting that you that you're already thinking about building on that very successful boot camp model. And I'm a, a little biased because my interests lie in the clinical years education. So you are um, already there. You're already thinking about how can we take the strong anatomy foundation that we lay for our students in the preclinical curriculum and continue to build on that um, in not just their anatomic knowledge, but also their professionalism and professional identity formation. So thank you so much for taking the time to meet with us and talk about your work and your process and the work done to date. I know you to be extremely responsive to uh, communication efforts through email or any venue. Um, so I would encourage all of our build teams listening to this podcast to uh, continue your work with Layla. We hope that you're already engaged there, but if, if you have not um, engaged uh, to this point, please set that up. Again, she is on the global email directory, very responsive to email. And I just wanna yield the floor back to you for a moment, Dr. Gianaris, to see if you have any additional comments before we close for this week. Oh, well, thank you very much. This was really great to have this opportunity to talk to you today. Thank you for having me. And I really look forward to working with all of you. I'm really excited about uh, the opportunities for our future together. So thank you. Thank you.